This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get into our numbers game. Every week, Dan, you have a package on ChicagoTribune.com this week. No different. Good stuff. What are the top three numbers you want us to look at? Well, the first set, I'm going to pair two together because I think this is important. Uh, I'll give you 94, and that's the points scored by the Bears in their last three games. They have jumped up in that time span from 31st in the league to score in scoring to 21st, a leap of 10 spots with this outburst the last three weeks. The Lions, by contrast, David, 48 points in their last four games. They had been averaging a league-best 35 per game through their first four games and now have gone from first in the league to 12th. So the bears were at 31st, the lions were at first, and now they're kind of starting to to climb and meet in the middle at 21st and 12th. That's an interesting one uh, for two offenses that are going in different directions. It is because I think you go into this game. There's so much focus on Justin Fields and so much focus on the bears explosion in terms of points and yards and it overlooks and it kind of has gotten forgotten. Jared Goff, has been pretty efficient. This offense, uh, the Lions offense, is one of two in the NFL, I think, ranked in the top 10, both in rushing and passing. And you can't really look at that and ignore it, and especially with the Bears defense that tends to be uh, easy to score on. Very nice segue into my second number, which is zero. That's the number of combined sacks and takeaways that the Bears had against the Dolphins. Just the seventh time in the past 10 seasons. It did happen last year against the 49ers. But to go an entire game without either a sack or a takeaway, that is not Chicago Bears defense the way it is meant to be played in the traditional sense. The Bears also, David, over the last two weeks, defensively have allowed 10 touchdowns which is unexcusable, right? Like they've, they've given up 84 points, 70 of them on defense. They've given up a special teams touchdown and the Micah Parsons fumble recovery. But man, to go an entire game without a sack or a takeaway and then they have a two-week span where you've given up 10 touchdowns, pull the alarm on that because it's it's time to at least break the glass and be ready to pull the alarm because it's time to worry a little bit about. Jared Goff has 14 touchdowns, seven interceptions. And indeed, the Lions are ninth in rushing, eighth in passing. The Only the Eagles are better in both categories in the top 10. You're right. We you know when I heard Alan Williams talking about what was going wrong and being asked incessantly about what has happened, I almost felt a little sorry for him because he's trying to take responsibility. I need to put him in better situations. And he's trying to reinforce this idea of the scheme that it does actually work when you have players. But there's no mystery here. There really is no gotcha moment. You're going to <laughs> back him into a corner and say, ah, ha, 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 I know now what's gone wrong. 
the Bears lack talent up front, and they yes. the front seven. This is going to be something that is redundant both on the field and when we're talking about it in the microphone. This is not a front seven you can trust. This is not a front seven to be feared. And nothing's going to get better about that in the final half of the season. Look, and it's why I think that there's a major challenge here for this coaching staff, right? Because you came here with designs on establishing an undeniable identity particularly defensively, and it's going to slip because you just don't have the horses to make that identity stick. All right, my last number in the numbers game is 329. That's the number of receiving yards for Darnell Mooney in four career games against the Lions. He had two 100-yard outings last year against the Lions. His first career catch came against the Lions in the first game of the pandemic season in an empty Ford field, a 19-yarder from Mitch Trubisky. I remember it vividly because the coaching staff was saying, man, we're really eager to see what this kid does when the lights come on and, and whether he's up to, to play in NFL football. He has been, and he's played some of his best football against the Lions. First 100-yard game was in week four last year, 125 against the Lions. Eight weeks later, he comes back with 123 more yards against the Lions. So as the Bears offense continues to grow, Darnell Mooney should continue to grow. Obviously scores his first touchdown last week on that pretty ball from Justin Fields. And now you've got a chance to build on that. And so, so let's see if Mooney feels real comfortable and uh, real confident in, in familiar surroundings against the Lions. I'll be very curious to see how Jeffrey Okuda plays for the Lions, somebody who came into the league with a lot of fanfare, high expectations, didn't quite live up to them. I think he's having a little better year this year. Joseph coming off his two-interception game against the Packers, that's secondary. I think that they could probably be tested, but I, I am curious if they're playing with a little bit more confidence. I also want to see with Mooney and his success historically against the Lions, how – Chase Claypool continues to make you know him a little bit more open. Yeah, <laughs> right. A little attention away from uh, Darnell Mooney because despite the numbers and his status as a number one, uh, number one receiver on the Bears, Chase Claypool is going to be somebody they have to account for as well. Another year, or I'm sorry, another week in the system, another week at House Hall, more comfortable and also probably more dangerous. Yeah, and David, Claypool doesn't only take attention away from Mooney, he takes work off his plate, right? Because now Darnell doesn't have to play all these different receiver positions because they've got a guy that can fill that role, and now you can put him in positions to do less but produce more, right? And so I think that's going to be interesting to monitor in the next month or so because that's something I think the coaching staff feels really good about, that they can can open things up more for Darnell Mooney by taking some things away from him and, and not asking him to do so much just out of necessity. All right, let's bring in Adam Studzinski, because it's time to give you our predictions. Let's start with studs. What do you think this week's studs winnable game? Oh, yeah, this is an extremely winnable game. And and I, I won't rant too much because I, I, I consider the Vikings to just be largely irrelevant. But it really was weird <laughs> to me coming into the year how a lot of people – this happens every year with the, with the Hard Knocks teams, right? They get a lot of hype and say, oh, the Lions could do something. And one of my bedrock principles watching the NFL – is the Lions suck until they prove otherwise. <laughs> and they suck. So, but yeah, this is a really winnable game. I got the Bears winning 32-22. to 22. I think that Jared Goff is – I know he's put up some nice numbers this year, but I think he's going to be the difference in the game. Justin Fields in the offense, they're going to keep doing their theme. The Lions defense is literally the worst in the NFL by yards and by – you guys have talked about by yards and by points – They've just been awful this year. Don't let the nine points against the Packers last week fool you. Aaron Rodgers threw three picks in the red zone. One of those was tipped. So you know, they moved the ball pretty well other than that. The Packers did. So if the Bears – this is the first time in a month that if the Bears don't win the game, I'm actually going to be – since the Washington games. The first time since the Washington game the Bears don't win, I'm going to be a little disappointed because 
I think they have, if you go down the roster player by player, position by position, it's probably largely even until you get to the quarterback. And I think right now, Justin Fields is the more dynamic, better quarterback. And I think that'll be the difference in the game. Jared Goff is probably going to turn it over a few times. And I'm going to do it again this week. Eddie Jackson pick six. I'm going to keep saying that's what happens. Adam, <laughs> Adam, football fan hypothetical. You walk into a sports bar. It's fairly empty. Dan Campbell is at the bar. <laughs> you sit next to him or on the other side. Oh, that's a good question. If, uh, I'll probably sit next to him. He seems like a fun guy to, to drink a beer with and watch a game. <laughs> F- Follow-up question. Do you share with him your bedrock principle of following the NFL? <laughs> no, I'll probably keep that to myself. Uh, yeah. If you're going to do that, sit on the opposite side of the bar and have an exit yeah. real close by. Yeah. I got to respect I'll, a good grudge. Yeah, the Lions are going to Lions at some point every year, every every game, right? That's that's going to be the case. Yeah. It's stunning, right. David. I mean, as bad as the Bears are, I mean, the Lions' futility is is unmatched. It really is. I, their last playoff victory sometime in the '90s. You know, every time we go up to to Ford Field, it feels like the Bears pull something out in the end, right? Like Andy Dalton wins a game for you on Thanksgiving with a late touchdown drive in the COVID year. There's DeAndre Swift's got a game-winning touchdown pass that he drops in the end zone. It just feels like everything they can do to lose, they do to lose. 3-10-1 in the Dan Campbell era and games decided by one score. So uh, keep that in the back of your head for Sunday afternoon. I've got this as a one-score game, but I have the Bears 27, the Lions 20. I think the offensive production continues at least to a level where they can get out ahead a little bit. And then the defense holds a, a... mediocre Lions offense down a little bit? I I think the Bears' best defense against the Lions offense is the Bears' offense, if you can follow that. And it's not hard to because that's the way the Bears have been playing defense, ball control. And and I do look at the Lions giving up almost 150 yards on the ground as another invitation, not just with Justin Fields making people look silly when things break down or on design runs, but I think you're going to see production from Khalil Herbert. You're going to see production from David Montgomery. And I think this offense line can control the line of scrimmage to the point where the Bears will get the running game on track. They'll set up the play action passing game and then you'll get your dose of fields, you know, fabulous, fantastic runs that, that make everybody, you know, gobsmacked on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. And so next week is going to feel very much like this week, except for I think the Bears will win this time and everyone's going to have to figure out what do we do? They're four and six. Are they in the hunt or not? 31-21, Bears over Lions. I am going with the 10-point margin as well, Adam. It's unanimous. Yeah, Sweet. I think we have a unanimous decision. That might be the first time all year we've all three picked the Bears. I think we all picked the Bears. I guess Houston, Washington. maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe Washington, Washington too. Or, or, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's either way. It hasn't happened much. No, I picked. I picked the Commanders because remember, I was oh, very yeah, worried. Okay. I was yeah, very worried was, about the Bears on a short week. That's right. It was Houston. Then we definitely. I'm pretty sure we all picked the Bears against Houston. 